Hello and welcome to the Happier at Work podcast with your host, Aoife O'Brien. The podcast for anyone who wants to be happier at work. We spend so much of our time at work. Everyone deserves to be happier at work. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Happier at Work podcast, episode 9 in the leadership series. And in today's episode, I speak with Aoife Lennox all about introverts and specifically introverts in leadership. So if this is something you can relate to or if you have introverts on your team, this is definitely a topic that you want to tune in for. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome Aoife to the Happier at Work podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to have you here. And would you like to introduce yourself to listeners? Sure, Aoife. So my name is Aoife Lennox and I'm the owner of Insight Strategies. So it's a coaching, training and consultancy business, but focused specifically on supporting introverts at work. Um, So um, working individually with introverts, um, introverted business owners, managers, team leaders, um, and then working with organizations to create um, positive workplaces, but also um, inclusive workplaces, kind of recognizing um, introversion under the diversity and inclusion heading um and so um yeah this is a new business for me and i'm really excited to get going on it that's so interesting the the approach from a like looking at introverts as part of diversity and inclusion and being an introvert myself it's something that i know i've kind of come up against in in the workplace so we can dig into that in a little bit more detail in a second but first of all I would love to know like how how would we define introversion I've heard of you know various different um definitions I suppose over the years and for me what I understand it to be is where you get your energy from so if you feel more energized when you're on your own or when you spend time in a group of people and you feel that you need some alone time to kind of re-energize then that's what an introvert is. Uh, do you have anything else to kind of to add to that or um, anything to build on that? Yeah, so I suppose what they've realized over the past number of years is that the whole topic of introversion and personality in general, it's a really complex area. And so it's, it's really hard to just create one definition that captures what introversion is for everybody. But there are two sort of um main areas and you identified one which was how you manage your energy and that yes introverts are are recharged by taking that time alone and kind of balancing um i suppose the interaction with the outside world in terms of with with your own internal world and we tend to kind of go inside quite a bit and that's what recharges us as introverts um and the other part of it is how we process information um so they've done some really interesting studies on the um on the brains of introverts and extroverts and they've actually done mris and can see that introverts actually have a lot more grey matter um, in the frontal cortex and this is you know where we make all our decisions and where we we process information and um, there's a book it's called it's by Dr. Marty Olson Laney I think it's called The Introvert um, Advantage and she has a really good picture which I think captures it so um, when an extrovert is processing information it's a fairly straight line but when an introvert is processing information it's kind of this squiggly line that goes through all of your previous experiences and your long-term memory and even the planning function. So it makes us really good in in kind of maybe analyzing information, seeing the bigger picture, creating links between things. But then it sometimes makes us slower in decision making. Um, And that's they're the two things that usually set introverts apart 
uh, from other people. But I think it's very important to say that, you know, it, it is a spectrum. It does vary for everybody. Um, and, and some people will be possibly more introverted than others. So it, it is really hard to capture it in kind of one definition. Um they have come up with uh, this acronym uh, called STAR and S is for the social introvert, uh, T is for a thinking introvert, A is for the anxious introvert and R is for the reserved introvert. So if you're an introvert, you might um, resonate with one or, or a couple of those more than the others. So for me, I would consider myself to be quite a social introvert. Um, so I do enjoy meeting people, learning about people. I would need, um, you know, certain amount of interaction with people um but then you might be another introvert who uh, might be very reserved and not open up to people as much as I might for example in a conversation so it's hard to capture it in one definition you know it is quite a unique experience I mean it's everything that you've talked about there is so interesting I can absolutely relate to well this this idea of how we process information because another area that I understand about introversion is it, extroverts tend to um, speak in order to think whereas introverts tend to process information internally um, and I can absolutely relate to what you were saying there like better um, better analysis making links between things and kind of finding patterns and things like that whereas uh, I'm probably uh, less good at (laughs) making decisions and making quick decisions and and that kind of thing so I can absolutely relate to it I was really interested as well what you said about the spectrum and I can relate that then to what you were talking about about the star like the social thinking anxious and reserved because I would see myself as quite a social introvert as well. A lot of people are surprised when they hear that I am an introvert or that I identify as an introvert, that I can totally relate to it. Um, But like you said, it is a spectrum. So someone else might meet me and be even more um, reserved and think that I'm an extrovert, therefore, you know? So it's kind of ties all of those things together really nicely. It does. And it really depends on the circumstances, too. So I could be a really social introvert in a small group of people, four to six, but put me in a really big networking situation and I might come across as far more reserved because I'm trying to to process the whole environment that I'm in. So your environment can really influence what aspect of your introversion comes out as well. So I think that's important for people to recognize, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, not only the environment, it probably depends on the the day of the week at the time or whatever it is, Do you know, like that we find ourselves in different situations and our mood might fluctuate, for example. And um, yeah, you just come across differently, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah, you can have. Yeah, absolutely. You can have more energy, I suppose, to be able to interact. It goes back to how you manage your energy. You know, maybe you've had a week where you've had a lot of, of interactions with people. And so you just, you know, I often find myself, I go for a walk. There's days where if I haven't been around a lot of people, I'm working from home. And I might be delighted to meet somebody to chat with. And then there's other days where I might have had a lot of, of that interaction and I just want to be able to walk by myself. So um, it really depends. And I think from a work perspective, just having that awareness yourself. And that's why I think it's important for managers and leaders to have that awareness, too, of their team. And when they when there's times that it will fluctuate um, 
and, and be able to speak up, I suppose, and say, you know, I need a little bit of extra time to process this or I need some time to think about this or, um, you know, it's, it's really all about awareness of that. Yeah, no, I love what you say. I mean, to me, awareness is kind of crucial for everything, um, especially in, in leadership as well. So understanding yourself and knowing, like you say, if you're going out for a walk, whether you want to actually go with someone else or whether you want to, to do that by yourself. Mostly when I go for walks, I just want to, to do it by myself. I don't want to meet up with someone else when I go for a walk, but that's, you know, that's just me. And um, But there'll be other times where I want, I'm happy to do something on my own, but there'll be other times when I crave a little bit of company as well. Um, but just focusing, given that this is the, the kind of coming up, rounding up the um, the leadership series on the podcast, it'd be great to get your perspective. You mentioned their leaders and, you know, being aware of introverts within the team. But how about leaders who are introverts themselves? Yeah, and um, I actually wrote a piece recently about um, quiet leadership um, and quiet leadership can be really um powerful because I suppose our perception of a leader, uh, if you ask people just to describe a leader, um, we kind of revert back to phrases like, um, you know, charismatic, outgoing, very social, somebody who really can communicate the message. And then quiet leadership is a totally different approach. It's about really um, understanding your, your team, um, understanding, I suppose, their strengths, understanding how they work well together, understanding their needs. Um, and a quiet leader might be somebody who is um, not out on the forefront, um, but kind of quietly leading from behind. But the, the angle of the article that I wrote was that it's really important if you are an introverted leader that you recognize that strength in yourself, um, but not to spend too much time in the background um, because you can hold yourself back. Like there is a certain balance, I suppose, uh, to being um, kind of leading quietly, to being out front um, and and being visible, I suppose, to your team. But you don't have to do it in the same way that that a more outgoing, extroverted leader might do it. So it's a, a different approach. And like you said, it comes back to the awareness too, that if you understand that this is your style of leadership, then, then you just, you play to that strength. Um, I think it was in, in the article, um, it was, uh, uh, there was a reference to uh, Nelson Mandela and he referenced leadership as like a, a shepherd um, leading his flock of sheep, but he actually leads from behind. Um, and there is a professor in the US who has done a lot of research into this kind of leading from behind approach rather than having to lead out front. And, you know, I align that a lot to, to the kind of quiet leadership approach as well. Yeah, I like that phrase and I have heard it before. It's really good. Mm. Um, I mean, I would kind of nearly think that as I always think of it as being a puppet master. So you don't see the puppet master, the pup, and yes, the, the puppet master, well, maybe that's more of a control thing that the puppet master is is uh, leading the, the puppets. Um, so maybe not the greatest analogy, but I always kind of think of it that, that you're in the background, that you're not really out front and performing. But if people need to, or, you know, like you say, they, they can't just spend too much time in the background. How, as an introvert, would be the best way to approach being visible without, you know, without kind of compromising yourself? Yeah, so... Um... And, and I think your puppet master um, analogy is is relevant because I suppose the puppet master knows 
it's kind of finely controlled, I suppose, or finely tuned and knows who needs to go where and, and do what at each time so that it all flows together. And I, I think knew, that's... I knew there was a, a reason that I yeah. thought that was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do see how, how it is the controlling, but I suppose a, a leader has to control the different pieces, but hopefully it's by awareness of of your team and, and their strengths and that you facilitate them I suppose playing to their strengths so that the whole thing comes together to flow um in a totally non-manipulative way yes exactly <laughs> exactly um and, and so back to your question then the quiet leader um and how they how they step up um relationships would be key and relationship building and introverts are very good at that usually in developing deep relationships so so focus in on that you know whether it's um creating smaller team meetings it can be acknowledging your employees and just like recognizing them with a thank you note or you know just just i suppose finding ways um to to be visible right and um even when i'm supporting um introverted uh, entrepreneurs as well leaders it's all about kind of achieving that visibility and presence but in a way that feels very natural to you um and that i had talked to you before about the um, the book the introvert entrepreneur by beth bulow and like that was the first book that I read on introversion and, and because I, I was an entrepreneur, I was running my own business and I was trying to find, I think my own style of leadership and figure out because I felt, I felt I wasn't assertive enough and I felt like I needed to change my leadership style, but I, I thought I had to do it the extrovert way. And then when I read that book, it was the realization that no, there's a whole different set of, of strengths that introverted leaders have. Um, and so it's trying to just achieve that visibility for yourself within an organization. Um, so it could be through recognizing your employees. It could be creating your own smaller teams so that you can get to know them. It could be through sharing knowledge, sharing things that you have an expertise on. Um, it could be through mentoring employees. So take on these additional steps, but they're usually more on a one-on-one -on -one basis or kind of a smaller team basis, which is usually what we feel more comfortable on. Um, and I suppose just... Um, getting recognition as well for the work that you do. So generally as introverts, we don't like to shout too loudly. Like we, I suppose one of our qualities is that we're usually fairly humble. Um, sometimes we can play ourselves down too much. Um, but it's important then as a leader, because, you know, in organizations, you can get lost if it's, it's a, a very big organization. So, you know, let's say, for example, you were working on a project and, and you uncovered something new or, you know, achieve something really good. So then finding a way that you could share that maybe it's through a blog post, maybe something on the Internet, maybe it's through, again, the small meeting, but just finding ways to share what you're doing, I suppose, rather than getting too lost in your office, let's say, and, and not uh, communicating what it is that you're working on. Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and and I can relate to, again, to a lot of that. So what you were saying about knowledge sharing, like that's something that I've always tried to do in my career. I'm for the things that I'm really interested in, like how teams interact and how people behave in the workplace and productivity and those types of things. They're always the the articles that I would always read um, and then share within the, the team or the wider business about like this is something that's really interesting and kind of summarize the, the key points from it and say, well, if you want to read the article, then here it is, but pull out 
the key things that it's saying. Um, but getting involved as well in projects that are happening that are that are high profile projects within the business, but you don't necessarily have to have um, you know, massive amount of exposure, but you still get that uh, visibility with the senior leadership team. Exactly. So leadership is all about influence and impact. And even um, it could even be volunteer work, too. It could be things outside of work that you're involved in that you feel very passionate about, because one of the ways to get over even a fear of public speaking or kind of, you know, even leading a meeting um, if you're passionate about something, you're usually um, fairly comfortable speaking about about it. And like, this is why I suppose I focus my work on this area because I am very passionate about it. And so I'm generally fairly comfortable speaking about it. But if you brought me on to speak about something else that I wasn't as knowledgeable about, then I'm probably going to be very nervous. So again, that awareness of, you know, what you are passionate about, what you are really interested in. Um, and, and it can be something not necessarily related to what you're working on, but something outside of work. Um, and lots of organizations are really good at um, different projects within corporate social responsibility. And so it might be kind of getting to know other people through that as well and kind of um, spreading your influence. I was having a chat with somebody last week about, you know, how you become more of an influencer in work. Um, and it's really kind of this quietly sort of building these relationships and kind of building momentum all the time um, through things that you're interested in, I think is really, really effective way for, for quiet leaders to do that. Yeah, that's um, an alternative way to look at it. I would never have thought of the words influencer and um, like work as in a corporate job in the same kind of vein at all but that that's a really nice way to look at it it's it's being aware of what you actually really enjoy doing what you're passionate about what you can speak about and you know it kind of drawing on all of that and like you say we can be too humble at times um so being recognized for the work that we're doing is really really important as well um and asking yourself this question like what are you actually passionate about what what do you? And it's interesting because um, a few podcasts ago, Stephen, uh, Stephen Notton and myself, we spoke about leadership. And in it, he, he spoke about this lady who you would never pick her as a leader. And she certainly didn't have that, that title in the office. Whereas actually outside of work, she was doing this incredible, incredible charity work. And he was like, well, that kind of shifted his perception of her completely because she was a, a leader in the true sense of the word but it was outside of the work so it's interesting that you say then about it doesn't necessarily have to be work-based it can be outside of work it can be like say the corporate social responsibility side of things and I certainly in my career have found that that the people who get involved and in what well, we most of our our teams got involved in in those types of activities but you see people outside of the office and you see who's really kind of people behave and act in a different way and I mean that in a good way that they're showing real leadership skills but it's not directly related to the work that they do on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah and I think sometimes as introverts that we can really hold ourselves back too much and not get involved in stuff um, 
some of it can come from anxiety because introverts can be more prone to anxiety um, because we have this tendency to to overthink and to be self-critical of ourselves. Um, so I, I think we we might have the view that, you know, oh, others will be better at doing that. So I'll just let them do it. Um, so we do have a little bit of responsibility ourselves to step up. I think, and get involved in things too, because as you point out, I think your your skills can be really showcased then. Um, and, and especially outside of a work environment too, you can become across as a totally different person as well, um, because we tend to wear these um, personas, I suppose, maybe inside of work of how we think we should behave too. So um, you can see people in a different light and you can just learn about them. And, and it does all come back to relationships. And the more you learn about people and get to know them, you realize that lots of people are struggling with the same things all of the time. Time too and so you can connect with people that way um but yeah i think that there's a little bit of responsibility too on us to kind of step up a little bit um and you know confidence comes from action it comes from doing things um so if you can take some steps to kind of move forward as well so if you feel like as an introvert in an organization that you need a little bit more visibility you want to be a little bit more of an influencer um you need to think about what what steps you can take to kind of start that process for yourself too yeah, that's brilliant. And it, when it comes to things like emotional intelligence, we kind of touched a little bit on it earlier. Do you think that that's something that's important when considering introverts versus extroverts, for example? Yeah, like, uh, you know, when when you think about leadership and the future of work, um, emotional intelligence is something that, that comes up a lot. And it's one of the key skills that's looked for in, in uh, future leaders. And um, introverts, again, tend to be pretty good at this. They tend to score pretty high because um, we generally, because we are, I suppose we reflect internally a lot, um, we generally have a pretty good awareness of ourselves um, and a good understanding of how to manage our own emotions as well. And so, um, you know, I mean, we could think about one certain politician in the world right now who tends to just say what he thinks all of the time. Um, and no, no names mentioned. And, um, but a more introverted leader, like you, you mentioned it earlier, they will they will think to talk first. Mm. Um, and so we might have a slower process in that regard, but maybe say something more meaningful um, rather than just needing to say something at all. So hopefully it's of more quality rather than, you know, um, just taking up space with just with just talking. And so I think um, introverted leaders will actually um, they have an awful lot to offer when we think about leadership in the future. And that's why I feel very passionate about getting this, this, um, the word out there about this, because, you know, I consider myself fairly well read and, and emotionally intelligent too. But until three years ago, until I had read that book, The Introvert Entrepreneur, it never dawned on me that everything I knew about myself kind of came in under the introvert heading. And so it was just, just an eye opener to me. And um, I know I've talked with a lot of other people that have started this journey as well and had this realization too. Um, and that what they thought was weird about themselves or, a negative, in fact, is actually um, can be can be looked at totally differently in terms of, of being a strength. So, um, yeah, so so the emotional awareness piece is really, really important. Yeah, I suppose like what, what you're saying, going back to what you're saying earlier about 
how introverts are compared to extroverts, it's it's something I can relate to, but I didn't necessarily think that that was because of my introversion. I just thought that's how I am. That's how my brain works. That's, you know, I'm very analytical. I can make connections between different pieces of information that I've heard in completely different sources and make them connect somehow. Um, and I, I definitely need my quiet time. That's for sure. Um, but I, I suppose I didn't put that down. I just thought that that's, that's what makes me different to other people. I didn't put it down as being an introvert necessarily. So that's, that's kind of been a bit of an eye opener for me. And I absolutely, I must check out that book. I've listened to Beth's podcast on a few occasions. Um, so I must definitely check out her book and, and see how, how much I can relate to that as well. Yeah, and I've been chatting with some people recently and they've been sharing their work stories with me. And is the challenge is, is that we, we do operate in very much of an extroverted culture. And in, in Quiet, Susan Cain, and that's another book, uh, talks about this a lot. And we kind of have this extrovert ideal out there. And a couple of the examples that were shared with me recently was like in a meeting situation. Um, so, you know, you have various people sharing lots of information. The introvert in the room will need to take time to process that. But you've got the extroverts shouting out ideas um, all of the time. And so as the introvert, you could feel like, oh, what's wrong with me? Why can't I contribute to this meeting? And it also, it doesn't help. We were mentioned talking about visibility there. It doesn't really help you to become a visible leader if you're sitting there and you feel like you can't contribute. But really what you need to do is you actually need to take some time to process that information because that's what you're really good at. And somebody shared with me last week, they're like, you know, I could go away and, um, and look at that information and actually come up with a totally different perspective or alternative that's probably far better than what was being discussed in the meeting. And so we, we need these two different um, approaches. Like we need the extroverts to be, you know, shouting out these ideas for brainstorming and that's really good. But then we need to also facilitate the introverts to take that time to process the information because it just might be a totally different way that's, that's better. Um, and if the decision is made very quickly, well, then, then, the alternatives are not considered and, and they're lost. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of um, reasons why introverts compare themselves to extroverts. And somebody else was sharing with me um, how they were doing presentations to the senior leadership team. And this particular person was comparing himself with somebody had, who had a much sort of um, sharper, crisper presentation, could get across the message really quickly. But the more introverted person had spent so much time um, analyzing all of the information that perhaps they got so deep in it that they couldn't get the message across really clearly. So I think there, that's another example of an issue where um, introverts and organizations need to be careful that you don't get too caught up in the information that you can't communicate it um, and, and really get across, I suppose, the message. Um, you know, they always say if, if you try to um, um, teach something as if you're teaching it to a child. So if a child can understand it, then you know you're getting your message across really clearly. You can back it up with all of your other research and information, but you've gotten your kind of key or your core message across clearly. So they're kind of just two organizations, two examples from organizations in which um, introverted professionals can, can um, I suppose, can compare themselves to others, can can um, compare themselves negatively as well to others and feel like they're they're not as good as as their extroverted counterparts. 
Yeah, it's interesting. And, and I think um, I'm pretty sure I have Quiet by Susan Cain either in book format or or on my Kindle somewhere. I just haven't read it yet. It's, it's you know, <laughs> on, the list. It's on the list, along with about 500 other books, but we won't worry about those today. <laughs> Um, I've started a wish list now because I just can't keep ordering these books that I can't <laughs> I can't get time to read. I, I have my wish list as well, and then occasionally <laughs> something that comes along, I'm like I have to have that straight away. And mm-hmm. yeah, have I read it? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, yeah, no, really, I really, really like that um, that approach, and especially since, and I've had this firsthand experience where the extroverts are talking, talking, talking. And like you say, a decision almost gets made when you haven't even had time to process what's going on around you. And you could, with a bit of time processing the information, like you say, come up with a, a, a different solution or a, a better solution, potentially um, having processed all the information. So uh, that's certainly happened in, in my experience. So I suppose from an extrovert's perspective, make sure that everyone's voices get heard in the meeting and if someone requires an extra bit of time to process what's going on, so I know for me, things like they might happen really, really quickly and you're trying to voice your opinion, but you, you can't, you don't want to speak over someone and suddenly the, the discussion has moved on and you haven't had your chance to actually share what it was that was on your mind. Um, it's so true. And there's a couple of pieces of advice there for people as well that um, maybe get to a meeting early. So if there's something that you want to contribute to a meeting, um, get there early and maybe you could tell the person who's running the meeting, you know, I'd like to be able to share this and could I go first? So it kind of gets, gives you an opportunity to get in there. Um, it's the same I found that with networking as well, that you're better off to go early. I used to to try to go late just to minimize the sort of stress of networking um, but I found if you go early you get to maybe meet people and kind of get involved with the group before everybody starts to arrive um, yeah. and you know as 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 a lot of us kind of transition to remote work as well I think the whole aspect of how you um incorporate your introverted remote working workers is a whole other area too um, in terms of of their visibility and their presence and their contribution um, on meetings on you know zoom or whatever you're using it's it's great that there's a chat function too because I think that's actually allows it's a very introvert friendly way for people to contribute ideas uh, during a meeting um, without having to interrupt maybe the speaker. But you can replicate that in an actual meeting as well. And maybe it can be as simple as having like post-it notes. So whenever somebody has an idea, if, if somebody's speaking and they don't want to interrupt, encourage them to write down their ideas and put them in the middle of the table. And maybe somebody's assigned with um, capturing all of those ideas at the end. And because uh, ideas can come to you and then, you you know, you don't interrupt and, and you forget about it. Um, and another thing is um, introverts um, are really good when they have a job. <laughs> so um, it could be that you have the job of um, um, summarizing maybe at the end. So you're kind of almost the, the note taker, but actually it's another way for you to achieve visibility without worrying about too much if you can't come up with something individual yourself in the meeting, but it does give you a chance to speak up um, because you have that job of, of summarizing it and everybody's going to listen to you at the end, you know. So it's all these little tricks and tips, I suppose, hacks maybe for yourself as well um, to, to, to 
develop your own visibility and presence. Um, but again, doing it in a quieter way, you know. Yeah. No, I've heard that one of, of getting to uh, the networking events early. I certainly have heard that because, like you say, the assumption is that if you arrive later, everyone's already there and you can just, but it's actually it causes a bit of anxiety when you arrive and you feel like everyone else knows each other and they're all talking with each other and it's hard to, to break in. But if you get there early, then it's um, it makes it a bit easier um, it does. I was at one recently and um, the, well, it was a while back now, but the, the organizer was very good to, she asked me, you know, do you know anybody here? And I, and I didn't really know a huge amount of people. So she linked me up with somebody, but I still had my coat on. And so I was quite comfortable in this group talking to people. And then one of the ladies said, you know, go hang up your coat. But I didn't want to go hang up my coat because I was afraid I'd come back and, you know, that group might be moved on. And then you're kind of left standing there on your own again. And, you know, so if you get yourself, get there early, get your code hung up get yourself situated and, and then you know you can then you're kind of comfortable to, to meet a small group of people and in terms of networking as well that don't feel overwhelmed like you have to work the room like an extrovert might work the room just it, like for me if I meet a couple of people each time that I go then and I can follow up and build on those relationships which is again you know playing onto the natural strength of introverts um, you're, you're just you're making it far more comfortable for yourself and and because if you go in with the expectation that you have to do what the extrovert can do more easily, um, you come away feeling feeling really negative. And this is where it ties into kind of the confidence level of introverts as well, because if we're always comparing ourselves to what the extrovert does, um, we can just kind of accumulate all these negative feelings about ourselves, um, which doesn't really help us with our confidence either. Mm, yeah. And like this, this whole thing of... I think it's great if you set an objective for networking. So if you go and you set an objective to meet one new person or to meet someone from a specific industry, I think that's that's enough and build that meaningful relationship with someone rather than just trying to get a, a rake load of business cards or a rake load of new connections or something like that. Then I think it's it's much more meaningful to be done in that way. Um, there it's was something so else I wanted to pick up on, which was the getting caught up in the information and the detail. And again, this is something that I can relate to. And I'm wondering, given my my background is 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 in data analysis, and maybe when I first started out in that career, I um, I would get very caught up. But I was going to say a lifetime. But it's not really a lifetime. You know, 15 years of of doing that. And I've built up the skill of being able to look at the data, step in, analyze what needs to be analyzed, but then step back out again and pull out what are the key messages from that. So I don't know, is that maybe something that I've built up over time because of my work history, but I can understand how it can be very overwhelming when you have a whole load of information and you're trying to sift through it all to pick out, well, what are the key messages? Whereas an extrovert might get those key messages across more easily and, and more quickly. Yeah, I think the SRM might have a, a real skill in kind of um, maybe understanding what needs to happen in the moment. But I think introverts have a skill in maybe understanding the bigger picture Um and so the longer term benefit maybe to a project or what needs to happen. Um, but the extrovert can do maybe a really skilled presentation that looks really well and not saying that it wouldn't have substance as well. It absolutely can. Um, but definitely 
the introverts sometimes can have a tendency to to get caught up in it. And one of the recommendations that I make to to clients is. Um, try to step into the other person's shoes. So what I find with introverts, because we can be very focused internally in ourselves, sometimes we get a little caught up in ourselves too. And if we can make it about the other person, what does the other person need to get out of this? Um, And that can help with a few things that can help us really understand the other person. It can help us get our message across clearly um, because it's, it's how can I help this other person? And you can use that for networking. You can use that in meetings. um, You can use that during presentations to leadership. Like what is, what is the pain point for the other person? What can I offer them? And it just maybe might help to clarify some of that information because I think, um, that probably is is a real skill that you've developed, Eva. That you're able to take all of that data, analyze it, and then pull out the key points from it, and then communicate that to whoever needs to know that. And sometimes it's that last piece. Um, from my experience, anyway, of talking to people that um, sometimes introverts really struggle with. Okay. Yeah. No. That's that's interesting. Yeah. And um, so, Eva, is there anything that we haven't covered that you think is really important for people to understand? Um, I think I suppose the most important thing is, is the, the, the awareness piece. But once you have that, um, it it is talking about it. It is the perception that's still out there. I suppose we didn't touch on that maybe too much, um, in that there is kind of a negative perception of what it means to be an introvert. When I set up, um, the meetup group here in Cork for introverts in business, people said to me, Oh, you know, will anybody want to admit to being an introvert? Um, now over the past number of years, since all these books and everything have come out and Ted talks and podcasts, and it's almost become kind of cool to be an introvert, but there still really is, a lack of understanding of what it means. You know, people still think that to be an introvert means you can't communicate well, you can't sell, you can't be a leader. Um, you're, you're very internal, you're not social. And so, you know, I'd love for people to kind of, um, start to be open to this new, um, understanding of what it means to be an introvert and, and how that, how we can play to those strengths, um, individually and then on an organizational level as well. Um, and even even balancing your own life as well and work life balance and and recognizing when you need to have that downtime yourself too um even at home you know my my family here know that okay I need to go have some introvert time and they know I need to maybe go and read a book for a while or do whatever even if it's my work and I kind of can get lost up in my work but it means that nobody's asking me questions or I suppose demanding me to kind of give a response for a while that's really what I find I need at times to in order to be able to recharge to be able to interact with people again so um recognizing that in your own workspace too and and the environment that you work with um had somebody messaged me one day and say that she literally had to leave a job because she was placed beside a really talkative employee and she went to management about it and they said you just have to put up with it um so there has to be a lot more recognition of how that can be really distracting because introverts can get very distractive um 70 of introverts are what are termed highly um um, highly sensitive people, HSPs. Um, it just means you're really aware of noises, of smells, of just 
stimuli in your environment that can really impact your productivity. Um, so a lot of introverts would need um, very quiet spaces usually in order to be able to work. So in an organization, maybe dividing up your areas too, if it is open plan, having separate areas for uh, people to work, you know, when they really need to kind of do a deep dive and really need to think and be productive, um, that, that they have that facility. Um, and, and I think as we appreciate what it is to be an introvert and there is more awareness around it that there will be more accommodations within work and more recognition of you know we all have different work preference styles and um that there needs to be some accommodation around that and i think that will really um be visible then in terms of productivity and outcomes yeah i can i mean there's so much there that i can absolutely relate to as well you know there's put beside someone who's really talkative that sounds like my idea of hell in the workplace (laughs) (laughs) sounds just awful um but like you say like this whole perception that leaders can't be introverts or introverts can't be leaders and introverts can't do this or do that it's I, i had an interesting i won't say it was a conversation but i was part of a panel there a few months ago and someone stuck up their hand and said um but what if i'm an introvert and i can't do xyz uh, or I can't stand up and speak in, in public or, or something like this. I can't remember the exact question. But my response was, I'm an introvert and I'm here and I'm on this panel. So like, don't use introversion as a way to define yourself as an excuse to not do the things that you really want to do. If you want to do something, then go and do it. And you don't say, well, I can't do that because I, because, well, you shouldn't be using any excuses because of X, Y, Z, but certainly not, I can't do that because I'm an introvert. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really important. And I think it stems from continually comparing ourselves um, to people who are more extroverted and then thinking that, well, I'm different. I can't do it. And I know it's because I'm an introvert. So therefore, yeah, I'm not even going to try. And uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, like introverts do have a responsibility as well to to push yourself a little bit, to to stretch yourself um, and to try new things. And that, you know, confidence comes with action. And that if you do something like I lecture in front of class and I never, ever thought I'd be able to do it. And I don't do it the way an extroverted lecturer might do it, um, but I do it in my own way. And again, it's just something that you 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 do and you keep doing it and, and you know, you get more confident as you do more of it. Um, so absolutely, introverts can do anything, <laughs> you know, that, um, that they want to do, really. Um, and, and it's just that balance, I suppose, of, of recognizing what you find challenging and being kind to yourself on that. And so, like I said about the networking, don't go in and expect to be able to, to, to work the room. But it means you can you can still have the same outcome in developing a smaller number of connections, but possibly more meaningful connections. And the same, you know, as, as a leader, again, it might be a smaller number of, of um, connections, but but they can be very meaningful and, and um, have really good outcomes too. So, yeah. This is it. Uh, so Aoife, the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast, what makes you happier at work? Um, so I'm definitely very um, purpose-driven. I'm training as a coach, almost done with that. And I really, really enjoy that one-on-one interaction with people. I've realized that in jobs where I was um, 
sitting in front of a screen, just dealing with text maybe all of the time that uh, it just didn't have the people interaction for me. So I, I definitely need that component. But then I think I, as an introvert, I do need to balance that with other people with, with that downtime as well. Um, but just, I think making a difference um, and being able to have that work-life balance and to, to have some enjoyment at work too, I think is really, really important. Um, and just, just, balancing all of that. Um, but, you know, somebody said to me once she said, you know, I'm looking for a, a jump out of bed job. And I just thought that was a great phrase. And that's, you know, when I can get up in the morning and say, I'm really excited to do my work today. Um, I think that's what really makes me happy at work. Brilliant. Love that. And um, if people want to reach out and get in touch with you, what is the best way to do that? So my website is insidestrategies.ie. Um, I'm on uh, LinkedIn at Eva Lennox and I'm on um, Twitter, Eva Lennox as well. And I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm working on trying to build up an Instagram profile. So that's a, that's a work in progress, but I'm there. And um, yeah, and I always love to, to hear stories from introverts because that really helps me in my work. Um, so people can certainly feel free to, to message me and connect into me and I'd be really delighted for that as well. Brilliant. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who can really relate to everything that you've said today. So thanks. I really, really appreciate your time. And thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Aoife. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. That was Aoife Lennox from Inside Strategies. And I really enjoyed our conversation, mostly because I could really relate on a lot of the things that she shared. So I'm going to recap on what she shares, pick out some of the key points that are worth remembering. So um, one of the interesting things was about how introverts versus extroverts process information. So she mentioned the squiggly line for introverts, which means that introverts can process information in a different way. And the kind of path that it takes in the brain means that we can relate things that other people maybe can't uh, relate. She talked about the advantages then of being an introvert as well. She also mentioned about it being a spectrum. So someone who is more of an introvert than I am might perceive me to be an extrovert. And I definitely have had that in the past where people think that I'm um, quite extroverted, but actually, in fact, I'm not. Um, she spoke about the different types. So the social, the thinking, the anxious and the reserved. So the way you remember that is star. Um, so maybe you can relate to one or more of those she also mentioned uh, the context. So maybe it depends on the context that in certain situations you feel perfectly comfortable, you know, being a bit more sociable, whereas in other situations, maybe not so much. But really, the key thing is about awareness. So having that self-awareness, taking time to really understand yourself. She spoke about quiet leadership and how introverts as leaders can really understand the strengths of their team and get the best from their people and it's about leading from behind but also don't spend too much time in the background find ways where you're comfortable being visible so it doesn't have to be the way extroverts do it but find ways um to be visible when when you really need to be visible she spoke about the introvert entrepreneur and i will add that in the show notes it's a book as well as a podcast she spoke about knowledge sharing as a way to be visible and that's something certainly i can relate to throughout my career i was always interested in sharing knowledge that i had we can be a little bit afraid of being recognized of having attention drawn to ourselves and we can be too humble at times so it's about finding that way of um, being comfortable with being 
recognized or finding a way that is comfortable for you. She spoke as well about the conflict between the introvert and extrovert and the perceptions that people have of introversion and how if you're an introvert, you can't be X, Y, Z, you can't be a leader, you can't be, you can't do public speaking. Um, so we spoke about not using those terms or not using any terms really to exclude you from being able to do what it is that you want to do. She mentioned a few hacks as well, like getting to meetings early, getting to networking events early. And when it comes to disseminating or communicating information, use simple terms. So if you imagine that you're trying to teach a child how to how to do something. She also spoke about really focusing on your strengths, but don't be afraid to stretch yourself and try new things because you don't know whether you like something or whether you're good at something until you try it. If you know someone who could really benefit from listening to this episode, I would really appreciate it if you could share it with them. So for any of the podcast platforms, there is a sharing option. Just click that share button. You can share it by WhatsApp message. You can share it by email um, or you can share it on your social media. If you're listening on Apple, you can also rate and review the podcast, which helps other people to find out about it. And I'm really passionate about spreading the good word about being happier at work because I think it's something that we can all achieve. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will catch up with you again next week. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to the Happier at Work podcast with Aoife O'Brien. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review the podcast.